Welcome to the I Will Stand Strong podcast with authors Jason Jimenez and the Benham Brothers. I Will Stand Strong is a culturally engaging podcast that seeks to reinforce Christians to stand strong no matter the cost by sharing powerful stories and providing a biblical perspective to the big issues facing Christians today. So, whatever you're going through, the guys are here to build you up and awaken a generation to follow Jesus. And now, here's the guys. What's up, friends? Welcome to I Will Stand Strong podcast. Jason Min is the best of the three that are on this uh, podcast Liar. with the Benner Brothers, as <laughs> just always. because you got the last name Jimenez. Jimenez, dude. Just, it's it such rolls a the cool day. name. J.J. I know. Benham. I mean, what is that? Where do you guys hail from? It's English, You guys don't even know? It's English. It's just, I'm pretty sure it's English. Hey, pretty and sure. I was just in Wales and in London, and I saw That's this right, store were. called right. Benham's. Oh, <laughs> really? No joke. What, is it? what was it? What, what were it's they like selling? A like a dealer, clothing? It's like a belk. You know, yeah. It's Did like you buy anything? Store. No, dude, I didn't even go Did inside you show, Okay, one of the episodes, we want you to represent I took a picture outside of it, though. Is it DA, like Dubinums? I don't remember. You don't hey, remember don't anything. Ask you don't remember anything. Questions, yeah. Anytime I always ask him stuff, he doesn't remember. All right, so, guys, listen. So we're here. The podcast, just for our listeners and watchers know, it's about reinforcing people to stand strong in their faith, no matter the cost. Yeah. There, there's no question people in different parts of the world, they're risking their lives. Yes. Church planting, you know, in the inner circle, you know, going to the government's after them. I mean, we know friends that we can't mention even on this podcast that are out there sharing their faith and risking it all. Yeah, some, some have, even, some have, and some have died. This so podcast is not happening in China. Yeah, so we would be in jail for a long time if we tried that. There, there are some, there are some people out there, no question, no doubt, they're losing their lives for their faith. But then there's the average person, like in the West, and we thank the Lord for the freedoms. We thank the Lord for the access that we have to the gospel, to the many churches and many faithful men and women who are proclaiming the truth of Jesus, you know, in in our country. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter where these people are at, but we just know that there are Christians out there and they're living the gospel out. Right. They're doing great work and we want them to know, hey, continue to stand strong, continue to be faithful. But we realize in the culture that we live in, as, we, as you guys check out the first two episodes, today's episode, we need to be talking about two key things you guys have really addressed as we were just talking about your story on last podcast, the bold and brokenness of what that looks like. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute. But just to set up our listeners, it's important for us to understand from the last podcast, and remember the previous one was like, what does it look like to stand strong? Yeah. Why should we as Christians All stand strong? All about our HGTV All about the, the issues. And so we, t- we talked a little about your guys' story, but we really wanted to emphasize in this episode this bold and brokenness concept. So so if you will, David, dive right in, yep. kind of explain to our listeners, what does that look like? And, and, and as you guys tell you the, the story of how that unpacked, you know, was unpacked in your life. Why'd you go David's direction? Because Man, the last time, so not dude, fair. I'm, uh, it's because I'm smarter than because you. Because the last no. time I did that with you, we, we, we didn't, we couldn't say anything. You're never going to get it back because I had to carry our story. So if you haven't heard our you story, did a good job, okay, though. this is Jason, by the way. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce the concept and then David's got another story that I want him to share. And David does everything that I tell him to do, essentially. Okay. No, you so, then you listen to me now. If you I'm haven't so listened to our last podcast, I, I don't even know what we're going to title it. We're going to have to put the word HGTV in it, because it's about our HGTV story, David and I sharing about this, this whole theme of I will stand strong and why we feel compelled to equip young people to stand strong is because of the story that we went through, the, the, the situation, the experience that we had, where we re- were really tempted to actually not stand strong and to be quiet about our faith. And it wasn't just our faith, but it was about the truths that mm-hmm. our faith encompasses. And it's because our image, our income, and our influence was threatened 
That, that's exactly right. We always say this, when, when, especially for pastors today, if your image, your influence, and your income is determined on people liking you, then you will never stand strong. That's right. That you have to let that go. And so for David and I... Now, we, it does say, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, even his enemies live at peace with him. And Scripture even teaches in Romans chapter 12 when it says... You know, as as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. What we're talking about, not being, uh, you know, belligerent or the, these types of things with a bad attitude. We're talking about being speaking the truth in love, and but not bending when the truth is being redefined. And so that's the the type. Well, of let me just say this before about. you guys jump in, and, and next time when I refer to. You know, David, David, that does not mean you, Jason, just so you just uh, know. I so I apologize I to, to the listeners. I'll take it if I want that. to. <laughs> I'll take it if I But you did say something amazing, though, JB, which I was pretty pretty shocked by, though. But <laughs> you're right. When you do seek the approval of man, you will not stand strong because you're not seeking the, the approval of God. Yeah. And that's what Paul the Apostle said in Galatians 1.10, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So there it is. So today, David, I think it's important. What does that look like in the bold and brokenness? Yeah, our our dad taught us when we were kids, when you hear the word broken, we're not talking about a broken person, like they're broken emotionally or physically. That's not what we're talking about. Our dad used to say, boys, only the broken horses can pull the king's chariot. The rest are left to pasture. Mm. So it's the horse that's broken, submitting the will to the Father. We submit our will because our mind, our will, and our emotions are tainted by sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. And so we, we want our own way. We want to be selfish. We want to do these other things, but we have to submit ourselves to God. When we do that, we can be used boldly by God to bring the king into whatever sphere we're in. If you're an athlete, it's there. As a student, it's in your school. As a married man, it's in your home. As a, as a, 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 a Whether you're a stay-at-home mother or a working mother or a, a, a woman in the marketplace or a man in the market, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, you bring the king there because you're submitted to him. That's the brokenness we're talking about, and that boldness comes on the heels of that brokenness. Just after we were fired by HGTV, we were um, bombarded by um, folks reaching out to us on social media, and there were um, 30 million Google searches for the word Benham Brothers, and people started reaching out to us. You got to let let me interrupt you for one second, because Jimenez took it from me, and I need 60 seconds to set this up, because this Mm -hmm. is a little, this is a schematic. We've got a book that's going to be released February of 2019 called Bold and Broken, Becoming the Bridge Between Heaven and Earth. Now, you know the prayer. What's the Mm -hmm. prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? You know, your will be done, your, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, will be done. on Where? earth as it is in heaven. There you go, on earth as it is in heaven. So there's, there's the will of God in heaven, and He wants it done on earth. And if you're thinking about this in terms of a word picture, there's a gap between the two. Now, we know that Jesus, His death on the cross, mm-hmm. bridged that gap. That's the ultimate bridge. But that's not just a prayer. It's also participation, that He wants us to then be the bridge you hear between... That that's an awesome joke. That's an awesome joke. You know what that is? uses us to continue the connection. But that was God saying he approves of what I just said, because that's all about him, right? Well, yeah, I like how you put that in there. Uh-huh. Just keep going, dude. Okay, so, but he uses us 
to continue to bridge the gap mm-hmm. between God and the people that He's created. So how are we supposed to do that? Well, what David and I say is that boldness is what allows us to stand in the gap, right? You've got Ezekiel um, 44... 20, 22. It's Ezekiel 22? I thought it was Ezekiel 42. Yeah, I looked for a man that would stand in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it. So God's looking for bold believers. But what we've discovered in our own lives and with our own story, that you can be bold, but if you're not broken, you become a bully. So you can see that in our culture today. People who are standing strong and you know, and kind of yelling vehemently and seeing other people as the enemy. Well, you're just nothing more than a bully. Yeah. But now the ditch on the other side is brokenness... Okay, over your own sin, without boldness makes you a bystander to where you'll be broken over your sin, you'll go down to the altar, you'll bawl your eyes out, you're saved, you love people, but yet you're not willing to say marriage is between a man and a woman. You won't say that because you don't want people to think something of you that's not true. Or any other value that God, you know, that, that are being deemed demonic by culture today. So if you are broken but not bold, you then become a bystander. It takes boldness on the foundation of brokenness, both of them working together in order for you to now become the bridge that bridges the gap between heaven and earth. And when we talk about the gap between heaven and earth, what we're talking about is bridging that gap between God and the people that he's created. Everybody's got a God gap, and he wants you to stand in that gap. But when you do it, you've got to do it in a spirit of boldness and a spirit of brokenness. All right, so give the schematic. Give all three. Boldness, apart from brokenness, makes a bully. Brokenness, apart from boldness, makes a bystander. But boldness with brokenness makes a bridge. And so now we have a story that happened about a month after we yeah. got fired from HGTV. I just, before, you, before you tell a story, it's like you, you're using so many B words. Can you mm-hmm. use one more B word? Bimenez. <laughs> Basin Bimenez. <laughs> okay, that's good. So we, we had gotten the axe and... and uh, I remember I just had to stop looking on my phone because, I mean, we're talking thousands upon thousands of people reaching out to us on Facebook and stuff. But I went on, and I I just got pinged on Messenger by this one guy. It was late at night. We had been on Fox News and CNN and TMZ, and even Bill Maher was making fun of us on HBO. Dude, your foot is horrible. Get your foot off Dude, the table. Dude, that's disgusting. What? For those listening, Jason just put his foot on the table. That Which, by the, I just want to say that the one thing I agreed with Bill Maher is the stuff he said about you guys. I thought that was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> no, we got our foot on the table because actually... I knew that you were wanting to know what I was going to have for dinner, so I wanted you, you to put know. Your, well, you corn. need to put your foot in your mouth, okay? Okay, Go ahead. so here we are now, and, awesome um, joke. And, I, and I'm going to bed, and I just picked my phone up, and I saw this one message, and it was from a dude in Chicago who, I mean— said things to me I had never heard before. I mean, saying mm-hmm. that yeah, things that he wanted done to me and wow. to my brother that were... It was so disgusting. It's It painted such a vivid picture in my mind that it made me sick. Yeah. Like, physi- I physically got sick. I've never... It's never happened to me before because I, I haven't walked in that world of whatever that was that he was walking in. By God's grace, I'd been spared from that. And this poor guy... And I just... My heart just immediately broke for him. And I simply responded back, brother, you are speaking through your pain. And man, I tell you what, within a few minutes, I mean, he sent back this big uh, message that basically spilled his guts. You know, he had been abused as a child mm-hmm. um, and and taken advantage of, and that then led him into a homosexual lifestyle, mm-hmm. which then led him into some bondage. And he started just, I mean, he was spilling it all out. 
and I realized, okay, I need to minister right here, right now, because I was broken, not only in my own life and submitted to God, but by God's grace, I was broken for this man. But your first reaction, I remember because you talked with me about it when that happened, your first reaction was, I'll annihilate this guy's paradigm. Like, this guy's thinking something about me that's not true, and I'm going to go to battle, and I'm going to defend myself, and I'm going to prove to him that what he's thinking isn't yeah, that accurate, was the that first it's not part. true. That was just the first that initial reaction. That was the first reaction. part of his message was all why my worldview is wrong. And the second part of his message was all the horrible things he wanted to do to me. But then that's when it, I was broken. See, at the while I was reading the message, I'm feeling here thinking, dude, I, I can crush this guy. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, it yeah. completely lacks yeah. sense. There's so many disconnections right. here. But while I could have won a point, I would have lost the person. Right. Now, it's important to win points to a certain context, but the person always comes before your point. So by the time I got done reading, my heart was broken for the person. And so... Um, that's when I responded, you're just speaking through your pain. Then he sent back all of this about his abuse. And so I responded then, and he and I started a conversation that night. And I found out through our conversation that he really loves the Chicago Cubs. And it's one of the only memories he has with his dad. Mm -hmm. So I just reached out to Jason real quick. I said, dude, let's get this guy front row tickets to a Chicago Cubs game. They're in town next week. I went online and looked at the schedule and and I looked at the tickets. They were so expensive. But I was like, you know, let's hook him up. Let's just blow him out of the water. Let's show him love. Bless those who curse you. Yeah. Right. Do good to mm-hmm. those that revile you. So I sent him a link. I bought I bought the tickets. And then right through Facebook, I sent a link to the tickets and said, hey, man, enjoy a game with a friend. And, man, the next thing that he sent back to me really blew me away. He said... Um, I, he said this. He goes, I'm blown away. I can't believe you're doing this. He said, but I'll just go to the game alone because I don't have any friends. Mm. Man, that's sad, I, man. That's oh, very sad. Man, it's so sad. It's very and sad. so here I, you know, my initial bold reaction to his first message to me was, man, I can crush this mm-hmm. worldview here. I mean, I'm so much smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's so stupid. Yeah. Because God wanted to touch this man. Mm-hmm. But I needed to be broken. And so... Anyway, a couple of days later, he, I, I just left it alone. I didn't want to pressure. Uh, I left it alone. A couple of days later, he sent back a, a message to me and said, and it had a link on it to a Mercy Me song, I can only imagine. Mm. And he said, I've been listening to this song so much over the last two days. And he said, I'm, I'm so surprised at what you and your brother did for me. That I, and I, But he said, the Lord has been working on my heart, and I've decided to surrender my life to Him and walk away from my lifestyle. Wow. And, and man, I'm telling you, God mm. was already working on His heart long before I ever came in. I just happened to be there for a harvest, and I recognized at that point that, like what Jason said, boldness apart from brokenness makes a bully. I could have bullied him and won the point and really felt good and gone to bed at night. But that God wanted to touch that man, and and every time that we find ourselves saying, "I will stand strong." It's, I will stand strong for Jesus so that I can be a bridge to touch people. Mm-hmm. It's not, I will stand strong for these values so I can prove that my worldview is better than yours. Mm-hmm. Now, worldview is great. We get it. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these things, and Christian values and culture are vital and important. But God really wants us to be a bridge to connect His will to the in heaven to His will on earth. And there's a great metaphor that we use in our book. David and I grew up always visiting our grandfather in Midville, Georgia, 
and he was a tree farmer and we'd go out to his tree farm and uh it was way out in the boondocks like gnats everywhere and he had a bunch of dairy farmer friends and he would bring us out to see their big tractors and their equipment and all that and we'd sit on those tractors and and we'd see in their barn they had all of these tools you know like plows mm-hmm. and sprayers and trailers and all sorts of stuff and uh, we'd see them back up the tractor to one of their tools, like a plow. And, you know, on the back of the tractor, you had a hitch. And in that hitch was a hole. And they would back it up. And on the front of the plow, there was a hitch. And it had a hole, too. And they would back it up and then align both hitches and put them together so that the, the holes were actually aligned. And then what they would do is take a hitch pin or two or three hitch pins, depending on how big the tractor and the plow was. And they would drop them down in that hole. And then that brought the connection so that the work could get done in the field. And, and that what we use this as a metaphor in our book, Boldness Apart from Brokenness Makes a Bully, is that God wants you to stand in the gap. And if you don't stand in the gap, on your own, you are small and, and insignificant, just like a hitch pin. You know, you can buy a, a, a pack of hitch pins for you know, less than 100 bucks, and you just get them all, and, and so long as they're sitting on the shelf... You know, the, the, they're small yeah, they're and insignificant. Right. But the minute they're dropped into that gap that they were created to fill, they become strong and indispensable. And it brings that connection. And then the work can get done. That's the value of standing in the gap. That's what happens is that we then bring the connection between heaven and earth. And the way that we bring that connection is to stand boldly on a foundation of brokenness so that we can then be the bridge that draws that connection. That's right. And, and, that connection. and in our culture today... We often minimize, well, the the kid in third grade, or Mm -hmm. the janitor Mm -hmm. working at a local school, or the person that's working in McDonald's, or or whatever, making your Subway sandwiches. What we emphasize is the guys that are on stage, or the ladies that are playing in the WNBA, or the men, you know, whatever, athletes, entertainers, musicians, if you're a good musician, or if you're on The Voice, or whatever, well... Well, yeah, God can use you. Well, no, He wants all of us. He has a divine gap that He wants us to fill in the lives of those people mm-hmm. around us. So wherever we are, whether at school or in the gym or at the grocery store, wherever we are, we're always ready to fill that gap. What do you think about that, Hemi? You have I, anything I, to say, Hemi? Hemi, cocoa puff. <laughs> I think all this is. I mean, I think it's great. I'm just, you know, you think about listening to you guys and what the listeners are. They they probably shut the podcast off. You know, I mean, it's probably over, <laughs> and they're just waiting for for Hemi to come back on. Which I've arrived. I'm here now. Okay. But good. no, I will say though, I I really think that that is a that is a not just a truth statement that you guys are saying about the 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 boldness and brokenness but being the bridge, but it's something that we need to see more Christians doing. So it's a true statement, but we want to see it become viable in people's lives because they're willing to do that. They're willing to stand in the gap. Because one thing I'm sure you got listeners right now, people watching too, thinking, again, that's great, but I mean, look look at you guys. I mean, you guys have this, you have that, you know. I mean, a lot of times I get around the country, a lot of times people come up to me and say, you know, man, I wish I could defend the faith like that as a Christian apologist like you do, you know, or, or I've always wanted to 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 write on topics, you know, centered around the Christian faith, but I'm just not smart enough. I don't know how to go about doing those kind of things. And one of the things I always remind people is I I felt the same way that That's you did. Right. Matter of fact, and we'll we'll probably later in, in the next episode talk about talk about my story, which is way more fascinating than your guys' Yes, I but, agree. <laughs> but is I know you're like just itching. Right, you're just itching to listen to the story. Can't wait. 
But one of the things I remind people say, I have a learning disability. I grew up poor. My parents did not make a lot of money. They didn't graduate from high school. Matter of fact, my mom got her GED when she had three boys and then she had the fourth, my youngest brother. They struggled. They didn't have it all together. And so fast forward and you see all these years later uh, and, and to, to go to schools in various different capacities from philosophy, theology, apologetics. But guess what? You got at some point be broken enough to say, you know, Lord, I'm nobody, mm-hmm. but you love me and I want to please you. I want my life right. to matter for you, not for myself. And that really changed, not just my perspective, but the landscape of how I was going to live my life. You, you know, and, and, and this harkens back to one of the earlier episodes we did or one of the early podcasts is that you're, that was a conviction moment. That mm-hmm. was a moment where God spoke to your heart. But you didn't stop there. And I know you're not going to toot your own horn. You turn that into commitments, daily commitments to get into God's mm-hmm. Word, to memorize Scripture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's, he's tooting your horn. Now I'm tooting your horn. But what, what I... It's, it's, it. Listen, if you're going to stand you strong... Stop you, you stop tooting. Listen, if you're going to stand strong, you cannot go from conviction to courage yeah. without commitment. Right. right. You have to have daily commitments. You have to discipline yourself, as Paul said, to beat your body. And that's what we have to do. I don't... I don't like, for instance, think of it this way. I don't run a mile tomorrow and I'm in shape the next day. If I run a mile every single day for 365 days, I will be in better shape. And, I the- t- and, and you tell people too, David, it's very important for people to understand. I mean, Christ dwells in us if we're a Christian, right? We, we keep saying, tell, tell people we're bought and sealed by, you know, by the Holy Spirit. But it does take commitment. It does take effort on our part. We just don't have a stagnant faith. You look at James chapter 2. We need to work out our faith. We know that in Philippians 2 as well. It says that, you know, at a, with fear and trembling— because we serve an awesome God, right? Who went through all the effort, sending his son to die on the cross for our sins, rose again on the third day. And he wants to live in us. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the church. He's given us scriptures. And we can just sit back and think, ah, well, it's all good. But just like I was having a conversation recently with one of my kids in sports and saying, look, if you're not willing to be committed to do the work, like the practicing outside of practice before the game, if you're just going to show up and practice or just show up to the game and not practice and be committed guess what? You're not going to be that good. And, get, right. and and you know what was happening in one of the games? He was tired. There was fatigue there. And you and then afterwards, a great valuable lesson because now he experienced the pain. I'm like, this yeah. could all, you're going to experience the pain regardless as we know as athletes. But if you are exercising, training yourself, and one of the things I was teaching him is the mental game, right? So physically you're exhausted, but the mental drive because he wanted to quit. And I think that a lot of Christians, don't you guys think that a lot of Christians are there right now is like, look, oh, yeah. they can say that God's moving and they can point over there and over here and sometimes in their life, but mentally right now they're yeah. just exhausted or they feel defeated. I can totally see that. But here's the, here's the key in what we would say to that is you just spend time with God and you fall more in love with him. And then you don't have right. to worry about the whole defending thing because it's like if, if someone were to say something about my wife that was wrong mm-hmm. or derogatory or that grossly misrepresented her. What kind of husband would I be if I didn't say anything because I was scared of what people would think about me? Mm-hmm. What, <clears throat> what, what kind of husband would I be? I mean, that, that would show that I, I don't really love her. But if I was provoked with a holy jealousy, you know, if I was provoked with a jealousy that said, no, 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 you're not going to misrepresent my wife that way. This is who she is because I know her. 
That's who she is. The same is true for these young kids, you know, 16, 17 years old, and you may think, oh, I, I can't defend the gospel. I don't know how to do it and all that kind of stuff. Just Look, fall in, in love with Jesus. Spend yeah, time yeah. with him. And that whole that holy jealousy will be provoked in you. And if it comes down to anything, you say, Look, I know him. Mm-hmm. I may not know everything about him, but I know him and he's real and I love him and I will not allow you to say things about him and just sit back and not defend his his reputation. If you're gonna say God hates people and and God wipes people out or or that God would God is okay with abortion, you know, you're gonna say things like that. That's grossly misrepresenting his truth. That's grossly and misrepresenting is, his his rep, his, yeah. his reputation. And I won't sit back and allow that to happen, so I'm just going to say it in a heart of love. And if we're going to engage, it requires boldness and brokenness. Well, I think on that note, uh, let's end it there, you guys. We'll pick up on the next episode. But I think the the important lesson that we really wanted to encourage you guys listening to I Will Stand Strong podcast is, are you broken? I think that's 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 a great question to ask. It's a simple one. But we need to ask it in all of our lives, no matter what stage of life you're in, how long you've been married, how long you've been walking uh, with the Lord is, are you broken? Because you can become a bully. Yeah. And I, and I think that there are probably less bullies, if you will, in the church world. Been, I've been pastoring for well over 20 years and I don't see a whole lot of bullies in there's the church. There's more bystanders. There's today. a lot of bystanders. And I think that I tell people the greatest challenge for me oftentimes in the church world is dealing with the, the people sitting there in the pews, not doing anything. They're mm-hmm. not active. And sadly, when you look at it statistically, you're talking about well over 80%. And another statistic that's startling is you have well over 20, well, actually, yeah, I mean, less than the last study that I was reading, about 16% of Christians read the Bible every day. And we're talking to our listeners, challenging them, encouraging them, hey, spend time with your Lord, spend time with your Savior. And as you do so, you become more like Him. Because one thing I want to leave our listeners with this imagery of with Zacchaeus. Here, I knew that, dude. Is, is that, that the Knight Rider? Rider? Let's oh, play you're that. You're so old. Okay, so, love go back to Zacchaeus. Hey, so, so real quickly, so as we have the Knight Rider music, but just remember about Zacchaeus. Here's a prime guy, an individual in like Luke 19, where he was ripping people off for money. Talk about greed. Talk about influence. Talk about all these things he was pursuing, image and everything for himself. And yet Jesus says, I will dine with you tonight. He goes to his house and he, like you got, you shared that story with this man who attacked you on Facebook. He extended love. Jesus was love and truth at the same time, right? Mm. He embodied it. He was, he personified it. And that is what we need to be doing more in our lives is it's easy to attack. It's easy to prove people wrong when we believe that we're right, but we're not here to defend ourselves. As you said, JB, we're here to live a life in abundance of, of the joy that we have as a Christian. And so whatever brokenness you've experienced, my friends, we want you to know that God certainly loves you and he's not going to abandon you in those circumstances. God wants to use that brokenness and build character, perseverance, we're told in Romans chapter five, three and four, that you be patient. And as James one talks about that, you find it all joy when you find yourself in these various different trials. So if you're being attacked by someone as the Benhams have been attacked, I've been attacked, but we have to be reminded we are representatives. We're representatives of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are to be pleading on behalf of God to this world that is lost without him. So as God is breaking your heart, we want you to know it's because he wants to use that brokenness. And as the Benham's reminded us to be that bridge. If you're a bystander right now, if, if God wants to use you and you feel that conviction, but you're not willing to surrender, we just pray right now that you would give your life over to him hmm. by just listening to this podcast or watching this podcast with us right now, that you have been emboldened 
to say, you know what? I want to do more in my life for the glory of God. We want you to know that because it's not just about uh, us here talking about our stories. It's about the many stories that we hear from people just like you that God is using. So we love you guys and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the I Will Stand Strong podcast. We hope you've been strengthened and given more courage to make a difference for God. The guys appreciate your support and would love to hear from you. Just go to IWillStandStrong.org and drop them a note. And while you're there, make sure to take the I Will Stand Strong pledge and join thousands of others just like you who are boldly declaring, I will stand strong by loving God and his word, living in community with a heart of service and leading as a voice of truth wherever I go. Until next time, keep standing strong.